The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Cowboys Storyline with Nick Eatman. What is up? It is Cowboys Storyline Wednesday, December 20th, and we should just call this Woody Wednesday. It's back <laughs> again. This is the third time you've been on. Is it three times? It's the third, it third time, time, and it's all on Wednesday. This works perfectly. Wow. I'm Nick Eatman. No one cares because Darren Woodson in the house. What's up? You want to break down the Bills game? Uh, uh, we can. <laughs> we can go back. <laughs> Okay, yeah. we're done breaking that yeah, down. That's done. Yeah, that's over with. That, that was a tough one, though, Nick. I mean, it really was. I mean, I, I, look, I'll say this. Going going into this season, if we were to circle wins and losses going into the season, what would you have circled for that game before the season started? Oh, a loss. As an L, right? Yeah. Uh, you would have circled the Arizona game as a... <laughs> Yeah, as a W, right? I mean, yeah. hey, and here we are, as a right? Bye week, yeah, as a bye week. But you know, but here we are. You yeah. know, they go to Buffalo. The expectation, because they've played pretty well, was hey, you know, they got you know, they're a good team. Uh, both teams are good. Cowboys have a shot, a better shot than than usual. But you know. Buffalo came, you know, there, there was a little desperation on their end. Right. I don't know how much desperation was on the Cowboys side of the ball. And, and we, seen the, we saw the obvious. The obvious was, can the Cowboys get punched in the mouth uh, and, and survive? And they could not survive because yeah. you got a, a team that out-physical them up front. It sure did, yeah. All right, well, you guys know the drill here, 888-855-2297. And it, it's such a thrill to be able to talk to Darren Woodson. I know you guys get, get that opportunity. Uh, it doesn't happen a lot. So let's let's make sure, try to get in and out on these calls so we can get as many as we can. Let's start it off. Let's go right to it. Bruce is in Houston. Bruce, what's up, man? Hey, Nick and Darren. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. What a pleasure to speak to you, sir. Uh, enjoyed watching you playing, and I hope you get all the accolades that, that you certainly deserve. Uh, my question is, we're going to find out, I think, you know, y'all talked about it on your onset uh, of what this team is, is all about because they haven't beaten anybody on the road uh, of significance, you know, uh, a signature win, as they like to say it. Mm-hmm. So I think this is really important. I, this team needs in the off season. I know that's way away, but they need a middle linebacker. I wish they mm-hmm. stopped Mm, go ahead, Bruce. <laughs> go ahead, well, Bruce. They need you to come back. No, but, uh, they don't. I know you're, you're too old for that. But, yeah, <laughs> you're right uh, on that. I don't one. know about that. No, but, I am. I am. Bruce is uh, right. You are. It is what it is. Mm. Uh, you know, because that's just what they need. And, and I would go in free agency to get that because his defense is good. My, me personally, I wish they'd stop calling Micah Parsons a linebacker. I think, you know, DeMarcus Ware, he's in the Ring of Honor and the Hall of Fame playing defensive end, and he came in as a linebacker. And that's how I envision Micah, just put him at the end. And and if you want to move him around on the line, that's fine. But we need two linebackers, a draft one as well with one of their top picks. Uh, And that's kind of what I wanted to ask you, uh, Darren, is I like Bell. I like his enthusiasm, but I think we are a little light in the – they got guys like you that were safeties playing linebacker and it's it's a tough position as you well know but it seems to me that he likes to make that big powerful hit you know yeah. instead of wrapping up and that's so frustrating and but and we need a running back i'd like to see them draft one next year as well as offensive line right. and i'll hang up and listen All to right. your thoughts but right. good show guys let's 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 focus more on the 
the guy, you know, like the linebackers for right now. I mean, what do you yeah. think about these safeties that are playing linebackers? You you know that that position well. How do you think? They yeah, can hold up? well, I think that, it, that that doubles you up, right? It's not just the linebacker position; it's up front as well, right? You know, Bill Parcells used to be the, the, the head coach of the Cowboys, and one of the first things he used to always say is, you know, the sign of a great team is how they are built in the middle of the defense. Mm-hmm. He'd always talk about the being strong in the middle of the defense. And, you know, you can win games in that way if you control that area of the field, right? So let's take a look at the middle of the defense. You know, last week, well, Jonathan Hankins, Hankins out. is out, right? He, he wasn't out, out there playing. And the linebacker position has been a, a cause for concern for a while for, for, with this team. And, and, and Van Der Esch goes down. Uh, not saying he was the savior back then, but Van Der Esch went down. Yeah. He was a leader of, that, that, of the middle of that defense, the play caller. And now you have Clark, who's, who's pretty much been a backup. Um, you, you got Marquise Bell, who's a safety, who's trans, you know translating into the linebacker position in his first year doing so. They're not that strong in that, that, at that position right now. And they're young at that position as right. well. So, yeah, can there be – hopefully, is, is there an upgrade? Yeah, I don't know if you make that upgrade in the, in the draft this year. But maybe there is a free a- free agency or something in in in, uh, in in the future there that they can fill those roles. But right now they they are what they are, and they're not that physical up front. And when you watch teams who really go at the Cowboys and play, you know, hard nose, you know, smash mouth football, it's hard to stop those teams. Yeah. In the San Fran, when they want to run the ball, they'll run the ball consistently at you. And that's when it stops for the Cowboys. That's that's the that's been the toughest spot for them. All right, all right. Let's uh, let's keep rolling here. We have uh, Al. He's in Merkel, Texas. Al, you're on with hey, Darren Woodson. Good. Yes, sir. How you doing? Good. good, Al. How are you? I'm doing well. Merry Christmas to you both. Uh, the the part that you know, frustrates me is all the penalties that uh, yeah occur. I mean and. My question is from, you know, over here in Merkel, it looks like it could be easily controlled. I know the coaches can't do much nowadays because of the players' agreement, you know, and <clears throat> things like that back when Jimmy Johnson would get right back in the middle of you. Basically, my question is to both of you, what, uh, Darren, as a player, what would you do in the locker room to try to control that? And do you think that, uh, Nick, that anybody is trying to do that on today's team? And thank you for taking my call, and I'll uh, hang up and listen. You know, you know what's hard about that is is the person that would do that is the one that also committed one of the penalties. I mean, it's hard to do that, right? When mm-hmm. you're, it's Tank Lawrence is the leader, and he's the one that that starts it off with a, with a pretty bonehead play on Josh Allen. Look, I, I I'll take that off the players. Look, discipline comes in from coaching. Okay, hands down, it, it, it it's it, it's coaching. It's being disciplined and in. In uh, in practice, is being disciplined and preparation. It, you know, you you have to eliminate pre snap penalties. I mean, that's that's the one thing when when you talk about good teams and you talk about good coaches, Bill Belichick, Jimmy Johnson, you cannot have pre snap penalties. It's just you have to eliminate those things. You have to el- try to eliminate as much as many holding calls. The ca- the Cowboys are the most penalized team in the NFL. And you don't, don't know think, why I'm laughing. And, and you laughing. don't think that's going to catch up. I mean, yeah. if you're if we're if you're a Cowboy fan and you don't think that's going to catch up to you in the postseason, if you're consistently bad with penalties the entire season, it's not going to change when you play those good teams like the Buffalo Bills or the Miami Dolphins. It's even going to escalate. 
as far as holding penalties and, and those type of things. They that's a coaching deal. They have to get better on the coaching side to eliminate those penalties. All right, all right. Uh, let's go to the uh, phone line. We've got Becky. She's in Magnolia, Texas. First time caller. Hello. There we go. First time. Hey, caller. Becky. Hello, Becky. How's it going? I'm doing real well, sir, and yourself. We're great. You're on with Darren Woodson. What do you got? Oh, Mr. Woodson, you are the reason I wanted to call in. I just wanted to tell you, I'm a longtime Cowboys fan. I was four when I started watching. I'm 65 now. Mm-hmm. And you are my favorite Cowboy. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And you deserve to be in the Hall of Fame so much. And I know you know that, and everybody else does. I wish those boneheaded people would get it through their six cones <laughs> that you deserve that. Um, but that was the primary reason I wanted to call, just to tell you that, sir. Oh. Face, it's not face-to-face, but it's as close as I'll ever get. Oh, well, hey, Becky. Well, hopefully one day I meet you, but thank you for the kind words. Really appreciate that. Yeah. Oh, bless you for all the wonderful years and all the heroic efforts you made. On that football field. Well, thank you. You know what's even harder is, you know, thank you for the blessings. You need to bless me for dealing with Nick Eatman every day. <laughs> I mean, I, that, those are the blessings that I need. Right, right. right. Uh, yeah. I believe it. I wish it was every day. I really do. I, I'll say I would take it every single day if you were here. Because, um, um, yeah, I mean, and just for that call. Thank you so much for the call, Becky. Thanks, uh, Becky. This is the first time, obviously, she's called. And uh, you can just tell how much, you know, yeah. I, it, it's it's amazing how much these the players mean to to the fans and yeah. i don't know if they they know it as much we talked about hospital visits you go in yeah. there you're wearing that jersey just the way that they light up when they see players and um you know here's another example of it right there yeah you know what it for me it's always been the appreciation on the opposite side because i remember being a fan yeah i remember watching yeah i like to steal like the steelers back in the day hated the cowboys that's been documented yeah yeah, exactly yeah (laughs) but but just a fan of the sport fan of 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 boxing a fan of and, and i remember being on that side so when i saw people in person it was like man that's that's Man, that's unbelievable what they what they've accomplished. And then you flip sides, and it's like, well, I'm just a regular. Honestly, yeah. I mean, Nick, that's all I've always looked at it. Like, I'm just I was always just a regular dude. Only thing I was good that was different is that I played a game. That yeah. was it. But it's, I, I'm no different than me okay. and Becky sitting here. Okay. We're the same. Folk. That that is so humbling, and people love that. That's why they love that. You haven't been in locker rooms with these players. Do they all think that way? No, I, well, they some. See, that's the thing. Some, them, no. I, I mean, I, I think I don't want to paint ever, all those players with the same broad brush because right. there's a lot of players that, that do have a lot of humility and feel like they're just regular old people. But then you have some. And this is a microcosm of society. It's the yeah. same thing in my business world, right? Yeah. I mean, you have some certain brokers within my business that think that they hung the moon, yeah. right? And and it's the same thing in, here's, in the NFL. Here's a, I'm going to tell a story about it. this. This is why Darren – is the best because you probably I would imagine you don't ever say tell him who I am you don't probably ever do that there's been times where he has called me and said hey I need to get I need to take clients from this side of the building down by the locker room you're like you're Darren MF Woodson yeah you can do whatever you want but but you don't do that you're like Nick help me get I'm like you can just walk around with your jersey on being like (laughs) I'm here 
but that's just not how it should be, right? No, I mean, no, no. You're doing it the right way. I mean, it's, yeah. it's amazing. All right. I see a lot of first-time callers here, so this is great. Jake in Utah. Hi. What's up, man? You're on. Hey, I just want to say thanks for the time, and I'm uh, I'm a huge fan of Woody, and it was great watching you play, man. I really appreciated it. Thanks, Jake. But uh, I am a first-time caller. Go ahead. <laughs> Here we uh, go. But also, uh, Nick, I, I just hope you know that a lot of fans are fans of you too, not uh, just the Cowboys. Yeah, I I appreciate that, yeah. but but uh, you know, obviously. The only Hall of Fame I'm going to be at is the day that Darren goes in. I'm telling you that. Let's hope it's this year. Let's hope it's this year because it's in Vegas. That would be cool. Um, Just sorry, real fast. Uh, My favorite cowboy is Jason Witten. I uh, I actually got an autographed jersey from him. Uh, Pretty neat. I took a guy on a mule deer hunt, guided him on a mule deer hunt, and he owned a company that sponsored Jason. And a few months later, he mailed it to me with a picture and everything. It was pretty awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. But – I just was going to say, I think a lot of the fans just need to trust the coaches. I've, I kind of think they've earned our trust at this point. I, I would be surprised if this is another 12-win season, and it would be our third in a row. So yep. if we would just calm down and trust the process a little bit. I think we get to the NFC Championship game this year. That's my opinion. Because, listen, yeah, be nice. Yeah, I, never, I don't know what that's. Well, like. look, I mean, look, it's nice to get to the NFC Championship game. It's, it's, it's even that much nicer to, to get to the Super Bowl, and win the Super Bowl, right? Of course. Like, yeah. So that's the ultimately that's where you want to be. I mean, right. I completely agree. And as a Cowboys fan, it's Super Bowl or bust. Yeah. But also, if I just if San Francisco stays healthy, I just don't know. We yeah. got, but once again, you got to trust the coaches. Yeah. And, I, and, and you're right. I think the one thing that when you look at this coaching staff, they've done a phenomenal job. And they they really have with the guys that they have out there playing and all the adjustments they've yeah, just through injuries at their linebacker position that we just talked about earlier. They, you know, Dan Quinn has done a phenomenal job with this defense. But I think it's, it's rightfully so as fans and – uh, those that follow the Cowboys, there's an expectation. And there has been an expectation for a long time. And this team is right here on the verge. So, you know, the players are going to have to understand there's going to be a lot of criticism that comes comes along their way. It's when, when they're, they're, they're good enough and there's an expectation that they should be right there on the cusp of being a Super Bowl team. Well, that criticism is going to come. Yeah. It's going to be there. It's. I'd rather have that criticism than to have those five and eleven criticisms of man. <laughs> we're just five and eleven. There's no expectation. Who we draft? Who we draft? Oh, blah blah blah. No, these are the expectations you want because here comes all the criticism. Yeah. And the Cowboys aren't the only ones. There's a team up in the Northeast right now, the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh. They're going. Do you think the Cowboys are going through it? Yeah, they're struggling. The, oh, the, the the Philly fans are on them right now, right? And that's kind of where you want to be because you know there's an expectation that you're a good. Football team, right. the criticism's coming. Now let's figure out what we need to do once we get into the tournament. That's a good point. I appreciate it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Marcus is in College Station, Texas. Marcus. Hey, what's going on, Nick? I know, um, I know I've never written I, down College Station before, so this is the first-time <laughs> caller. I've been, actually, 
years ago I've talked with you. Okay. Years ago. All right. Um, I, I know I see Darren up there. Uh, I wanted to say I have a memory. When I was 12 years old, I went to Texas Stadium, and we played the Seattle Seahawks. Emmitt oh, Smith broke the all-time leading oh, record, but oh, in the midst of that, I watched Darren break a record, too. Um, so that's a pretty good memory I have. Too. Yeah, I broke my pocket, uh, too. Got, got fine that yeah. There's a, there is so a, much that happened that. in that game. <laughs> that game should be its own documentary. Yeah. Emmett breaks right. the record. Darren breaks the all-time tackle record. Darren broke Daryl Jackson. Broke his pocketbook with a fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Chad Hutchinson started. Oh, yeah. 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 I remember that hit. I had a great view of it. I was sitting behind the end zone, so I had a real good view of that hit. It's right clean. It was clean, field. too. Marcus. Yeah, it was. You got a question Anyways, for Darren? I was, yeah. Yes, yeah, sir. My question is this. So, who is behind Sam Williams on special teams? Because I... If I recall right, he's playing because of an injury. But I noticed he leads the league in penalties. And I have a, I like to think I have a coach's mindset. Mm -hmm. And like Darren said, I agree with him. That's on coaching because as great of a football player he is, he talent phenomenal off the charts. I cannot afford to have you doing that in the playoffs. I watched Randy Gregory do it in the wild card round. I just, I wanted to know, is there anyone behind him that can do that? And also, I have a message to the fans about the Bills game. I look back at uh, San Francisco versus Cleveland. They gave up 180 yards on the ground. Every team in the NFL has these type of games. Uh, San Fran lost three in a row. Um, I I don't want to overreact to that. We got a great chance to redeem ourselves with uh, Miami. I'm sure they're going to be running on the edges, attacking us. We win the next two. I mean, you won what? If you win the next two over the past four games, you would have went three and one against four playoff teams. Yeah. I hang yeah, up you're right. right. I mean, Thanks, that's a good point. Marcus. That's a damn good point. Yeah. But you win the still, next two. Yeah. You win the next two. I mean, but the, okay, but you still got to beat Washington probably to get. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to get in the the the. I don't know if they're going to win the division. It's going to no, be tough. No. They're they're on the outside looking in, even though what the standings say right now. They're, they're hey, they're in the tournament, right? They're, right now, they are in the tournament. They're in. They're in the tournament. Yeah, yeah. So fill out your bracket. <laughs> yeah. Parcells came in here and started calling it a tournament. Now everyone calls no, it a tournament. tournament no, no, in the tournament. tournament yeah. No, I, the first person to call it a tournament was Michael Irvin back in the ni- early nineties. Yeah, in '93, first time I heard it. Michael, once we get in the tournament, hey, it's on and popping. Let me get this text message question yeah. in here. This is Ed from Knox City. He's actually he's actually related to me. He's my cousin. So he says he couldn't chime in today because all the hearing all the hate about the loss yesterday. Couldn't chime in uh, yesterday. He says I honestly feel like Cowboys learn from their losses. They clean up penalties and stop the run better. This team could beat anyone. Would love to get another game against the Bills. As lopsided as it was, they never felt like they were the better team. Talk about that part. It's a shout out. He also does a shout out to you. This is Ed from from Knox City, but he. It, Talk about the fact of sometimes you you do lose to games that to yeah. teams you're better than. It doesn't mean that you couldn't turn around and do it again. Yeah, they, hey, they pay them too, right? I mean, and and again, when you're playing in this league, it's like they always say, man, any given Sunday mm-hmm. could be your day. We, what's his name? Bruce had just called. Yeah, in, Bruce. Yeah, just talked about San Francisco and Cleveland. Like, you know who the better team is there. Yeah, and oh, uh, Cle- it was Marcus. That Marcus, just said that, yeah, yeah, and Marcus, you know, said that you know he brought that back up, but it's it's. Week in and week out, it's tough, man. It's it's tough to to get these wins uh, when you're going on the road and you're playing good teams. But at the same time, here's the deal. 
what you're looking for is consistency. And that is the problem I think a lot of the Cowboy fans are having is the Cowboys go on the road and they play above 500 teams. The outcome is, continues to be the same mm. over and over again. And I think that is the issue that most people that that's where the trust is. That's where, you know, you don't you don't have that much trust. Good teams. Defenses usually travel on good teams. Mm. A really good defense, it'll travel with you. It, it may the game may not get out of hand. It may be maybe a seven point game, maybe a six point game. I think that's kind of what we want to see. We just don't want to see those scores the thirty one to tens, the forty, the fifty something, or forty yeah, something. Yeah. The, you know, th- those get out of hand. And I think that's where that's where you get a little discouraged because this defense should be traveling. But that's playing that's better. the point the, to me. 31-10, 42-10. Those two two games, 49ers, Bills. It's the 10. Yeah. That's the problem. The Cowboys yeah. got to score. I think the Cowboys' best defense is their offense. They've got to score. Anyways, they we got to get yeah. these two two callers in because they, they, they really want to talk to you. Shelby in Virginia. Shelby. Hey, Nick. How's it going? Good. You're on with Woody. Awesome. Oh, I did not know he was on today. That's oh, awesome. well, man. Uh, What's going on? Let's go. Darren Woodson. Oh, this is a great morning. Oh, my goodness. Uh so, so I wanted to talk. Well, I feel bad being being more negative now, but I know somebody <laughs> called Monday or Tuesday uh, talking about us being a bad road team, and you you did not appreciate it. Uh, you you kind of went for maybe we're a good, maybe we're not good, but we're not bad. I always um, think there's 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 a lot of gray. There's not a black and white thing for me. So there's a middle ground. But anyways, you have a good. You have any question for Darren? Um, not off the top of my head. Okay. I mean, I'm, I, I got to go um, for for the road home splits. I, I crunched the numbers against three teams with a winning record. We have a minus fifty eight point differential. Mm. Mm. Uh, on the road against teams with a losing record, we have a plus fifty four point differential, including a twelve point loss to Arizona. Uh, so, so I know like maybe not bad. And maybe not good, but it's a, it's a wide gray area where we are getting entirely blown out. And anytime we play an above average team on the road, uh, and then you look at the playoffs, it kind of mirrors that. Like last year, somehow we managed to play a road playoff game against a team with a losing record. Sure enough, we blow them out. Uh, and then the next week, we play a team with a winning record. It's a one point game, but it's a, it's a pattern that goes back to you know 2009, even yeah. going into the. So, well, the problem the problem is is you're not going to face a team with a losing record in the playoffs, so you can kind of throw that part out. Yeah. Honestly, thanks for the call, Shelby. Um, yeah, road, road games, playoff. I mean, you're going to face the best. Yeah, man, but you got to win some road games. I'm honestly just for your confidence, your own confidence in that, inside that locker room. You have to get on the road and win a a, 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 a game against a formidable opponent. You got to go in and beat a Miami Dolphins team. Yeah, we know who the Dolphins are. Okay, you didn't, you didn't get the Bills, but you got to. You got to go out and get this win because it's a it's a confidence builder for when you go when you do get into the playoffs, you know that you can get out there and, and travel and win. And I, I I would disagree with you on the offense having to step up because you said talked about the tens, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the defense, as much as people don't want to admit this, the defense usually sets the tone. It rarely is it the offense. It's usually the defense, big hit, stop on fourth down, swings the momentum. Or whatnot, but you cannot allow a Buffalo Bills team to to eat up as much clock 
and sit your offense, your high-powered offense on that sideline because they're running the ball at you consistently. They're not even, they're not even you know, put, putting you on, you know, making you guess. They're telling you, we're going to get this ball to Cooks, and he's going to hit the A and the C gap, and you stop it. So when they break you that way, your offense is sitting there watching on the sideline. They're cold. They're sitting on the bench, and you can't get stops. The clock is eating up. What if, that, what if, what if you get a stop and your, and your special team's ace that, goes and rushes the punter? What, <laughs> what your guy said earlier. And, and you know, that, those things happen. But what I'm saying to you is you, you got to find ways defensively to, to have those stops in critical situations, give the ball and swing momentum back to your offense, whether it be field position, whether it be a, a third down stop or whatever it is, but you cannot just get bludgeoned. You know, and I've been on that side of it too, Nick. It yeah. is heartbreaking and when you're sitting there and you can't stop the run. I'm still seeing – we played the Philadelphia Eagles one year. I'm still seeing the back of Deuce Staley's jersey. He oh, rushed yeah. for 200 yards. It's terrible. It's, it's tough. Hot, hot game. Yeah. All right. We we got callers in here. Are you have a, you have a little bit more? Yeah, time? I got time. Mike, North Carolina. Yeah, uh, hello, Mister Woodson. Hello uh, uh, from Hendersonville, North Carolina. What's going on, Mike? Hendersonville doing fine. Uh, I I saw Rico Battle playing high school. Okay. Uh, big, big follower of the sport. Been a cowboy fan all my life. I'm 61 years old. Okay. First thing I want to say to you, Mister Woodson, thank you for the way you carry yourself. In the public eye, thank you for thanking the Lord there we go. for all your blessings. Yes, and really appreciate that. You are a class act, sir. Thank you, Mike. I would be honored someday to meet you. I really would. Well, but thank you. Anyway, the biggest thing that I want to say about this Cowboys is, like you said a while ago, Mr. Woodson, consistency and effort on defense, defense especially. I watch every game the Cowboys play. I did not see a, a you know, I didn't see anybody respond when they got hit in the mouth against Buffalo like they should be responding. Uh, what's your thoughts on that? And again, thank you for all you did for the Cowboys throughout all your life and the way you do, the way you carry yourself. Dude, you are the tops in my book. Oh, they don't you. put you in this year. They need some need some help. Thank you again. <laughs> Hey, thank hey, you, Mr. Eatman, for thank, taking my call. No problem, Thanks, Mike. Mike. Hey, Darren, I know you can respond to him, but we have a guy, one more caller, Han in Tulsa. Mm. He he actually tweeted me at 9 a.m. wanting to call, so I know you want to talk and to Woody. And he dropped. And he dropped. Okay. Uh, oh, Han. man. All right, yeah. all right. He, he had actually tweeted and said, can I call? start calling now so I can make sure and get on? So I wanted to get on for him. But, um, yeah, Mike Mike called from North Carolina. I mean, he obviously the, these fans they love you. They love you and they, no, they think you need to get it, in. You, but you know, to even ask one answer one of his questions. Yeah. I don't see a problem with effort on this team. Yeah. Like effort is I'm I'm watching guys run to the ball. I'm watching guys get knocked down, get back up, trying to finish plays and all that. I don't have a problem with their effort. Mm-hmm. Uh my problem is mostly on the penalty side. You got to eliminate the penalties. You can't you can't make mental mistake after mental mistake and think you're going to stay in games, right? So the effort is there. It's the mental part of the game that I really want to see be upgraded. All right. One last thing. Obviously, the, the, a lot of the fans say Hall of Fame. They want mm-hmm. to talk about that. This year, you're, you're you're now one of the semifinalists. You're, you're in that round again. Yeah. You're probably going to be in that round every year until the, this happens. Down to 25. Finalist goes to 15. Do you know the date on that? I have no idea. I'm not even. I'm not watching. You probably know better than I do. It's it's usually a couple of weeks. I think before that that weekend, that NFL Honors weekend. 
15, but I would imagine if you get to 15, then, then you are going to, to Vegas, you will be one of the, the yeah. finalists down there again. Yeah. And, I mean, what's the mindset for you? Is it, I mean, obviously you want to get in, but is it, you don't let it, you know, no, I don't know. I don't think I let anything. it just overshadow anything. I just, you know, look, I want to be in. I mean, that's and, and everyone that knows me knows that uh, that I have a feeling of, of that I belong in the Hall of Fame, and, and I'll leave it there because I don't. I mean, other than that, what else can you do? What else can I? Well, I can't it's just a promotion that. thing. All you can yeah. do is play and, and just yeah. be a badass for, for, for what thirteen <laughs> years and play for five different coaches. And yeah. and, and the, not only did you play for them, those coaches love you. You played yeah. one year with Parcells, and he told me. He said, "If I had Darren Woodson longer than that, he'd already be in the Hall of Fame." Right. That's what he said. Yeah, and, we'll you know, yeah, yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Definitely. All right, Darren, appreciate it. I know you have a meeting. I, I know you got to go, but thank you so much. No problem. Nick. The best, Darren Woodson, going to be in the Hall of Fame this year. Thanks for you guys for calling in. We're going to take a break. We'll be back. We're going to get some other calls here in a little bit on Cowboy Storyline. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savanna. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Cowboys fans, after that move, we've just coined the term Rowdy Replay. Let's roll back the tape. Okay, there's our mascot Rowdy cheering on the boys. And now he's on his phone, on his Bank of America mobile banking app? Staying on top of his finances with his virtual financial assistant, Erica. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive. Cowboys fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can't stop banking. Erica is only available in in the English language, you must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome back into Dear Doctor, the show where I answer life's questions with an ice-cold can of Dr. Pepper. Sheila, let's hear from our next caller, would you? Dear Doctor, my friend supported me during a tough time, but what's the right gift that says, thanks for being a shoulder to cry on? Okay, this one's easy. I say give her a delicious Dr. Pepper. Nothing says, thanks, girl. Better than a -a one-of-a-kind soda. Yes, any Dr. Pepper flavor will do. Now, just a reminder that I don't need to be a real doctor to know that Dr. Pepper is the one you deserve. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Back, back to Cowboys Storyline. All right, back here on Cowboys Storyline. Thank you so much, Darren Woodson. He uh, was able to stop by for a little bit and uh, got, what do we got, seven calls with, with Woody? Uh, great, great stuff. And uh, I know how much you guys uh, probably, there's a lot of people that probably wanted to get in and, and talk to Darren. He's 
he's he's the best you know he when he just says i'm just a regular guy i'm just a normal guy that's what he's not really i mean i mean yeah just a guy like everybody but yeah he's just such a such a great player and it's it's a very very quick answer anytime anyone says who's your favorite player woody woody i mean because the answer is who's, who's the best guy that was in the locker room, it was Woody, who's you know the best player, all that stuff. It's the perfect answer because he was an absolute great player. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame, and he's just like it's, it's cliche to say, but it's true. I mean, he's just he's just a better person than he ever was as a player, and we know what he was there. All right, let's go to the, the callers here. Josh, it's in Grossbeck, Texas. Josh, how you doing, Bud? You I'm good. Today? Yeah, I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm out here just digging dirt, man, trying to listen to your podcast. Get on there and talk to Mr. Woodson and I'm, quite make it. I, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. I, I know. It's not, not, I'm not the same. But uh, <laughs> just digging dirt, huh? Yes, sir. Throw this gravel up, trying to make some money, you know. <laughs> oh, man. I've, you know what? I've I've been there. I've been there. I, I worked two summers there, and I realized that's not what I wanted to do. I, I could not. I could not do it. But I've spent some summers out there digging ditches and and doing that kind of stuff. And yeah, uh, but I, I have I have an appreciation for what you do for sure. So, <laughs> well, I appreciate it, man. Yeah. But uh, I, I I was listening to your podcast the other day, and I tried to call in. I guess I got cut off. But uh, uh, it was about that guy that made a comment about you know the. Pretty much Dak getting, uh, you know, getting stuck with Dak and yeah. all that. And I like I liked your reaction, and and uh, I like Dak. I think he shows promise, and I I think uh, this game with the Buffalo Bills, I think it was a, I don't know, I really don't know what to make of it. And I was gonna see if he can you know, maybe shine some light on it, maybe think a little bit clearly. I didn't know if it was like a mindset thing for our guys on the road versus at home, or you know. Yeah, I. You know, I, I I can't either. I mean, that's that's the problem. It, it's tough to figure out if this is just one game, or if this is a pattern. I, you know, it, and we'll we'll find out. You know, because sometimes teams, you know, all the everyone starts running on the edge, and then it's like, well, maybe that Buffalo game was the, was the the reason. You know, it kind of goes back to that game. Remember two years ago, everything was going well, and then they played Denver at home. And then they got they got beat pretty bad. It was a surprise. And then a lot of teams started playing them the same way. And then it kind of was like, oh, maybe this was the blueprint. So it's going to be hard to to see until we get a little bit down the road if if if, if this is game you know is is you know means something. But um, you know, it's just it, it was just it was a bad game. Well, yeah, I, I can understand. I understand that. And and, and I'm not saying our season's ending. I, I still think we show yeah. promise to make it far, but. Uh, at this, you take that Buffalo game and the San Francisco game. You look at that, and uh, and these teams that have run on us. Do we start trying to beef up a line on both sides, the defense and offense? How? I mean, I mean, like, the, you don't just go, you know go to the go to the store and just say, "Hey, man, we're gonna need <laughs> we're gonna need some we're gonna need those those three hundred pounders." Let's get that off off the rack here and, and get us down. We're gonna need these. You know what I mean? I mean, and, and Parcells used to say it all the time. He's like, you can't just go to the go to the gas station and just you know. And so I don't know how you beef up the line at this point. You 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 can do some now play more more guys in the box, that kind of stuff. Put more pressure on your corners. But the problem is, is that you want to do that this week? You just want to go one on one with Tyree Kill and Waddle? I mean, like that's hard too. Right. So, um, you know. 
it, it, it's it's not easy. It's not easy to do when teams can do multiple things, and that's the thing. Josh Allen's a good. He's got a great arm. He also right. can run. He's got digs on the outside, you know. Now and then, you know, you try to you try to figure all that out, and then they start running the ball with with a guy like Cook, who can do both. So, you know, they they, they compromised the Cowboys really well, and it didn't help that the Cowboys just weren't scoring on the other side of the ball. So, but all right, man. Well, first time caller, Josh. Appreciate that. Even though it's not your first time call, first time to get through. Chris, Chris Beam, he says that's on him. He puts it on no. him. He said his bad. So, I appreciate it, man. I enjoy y'all's show. Y'all keep it up. Man, thanks so much. That's Josh in Grossbeck, Texas. Um, Texas is dominating the states today because we're going to stay here. San Antonio, Travis. Travis. Nick, what's going on? How are you doing? I'm working from home, living the dream. Did you get some rest? Ah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got, got, got rest. I mean, not really. You know, kids are out of school. <laughs> you know, getting ready for Christmas, all that stuff. But, uh, no, it's all it's all good. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. I know I missed uh, Darren. I had a good question lineup, but I'll save it for the next time. So I'll you save it. Years. Okay. Yeah, I'll save it. Yeah. And uh, we, you know, we all know losing in Seattle really hurts. Um, so that happened, which was you know that was terrible to see. I'm just kidding. It wasn't that bad. To I, see. I, you, you, yeah, you did get me for a second. I was thinking, what, what do we? You, <laughs> I, I thought you meant Buffalo for a second. And you're like, no, 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 yeah. no, no, no. That was the best. We're, 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 the, we're, we're moved on. Yeah, that was the best play of the weekend right there was uh, was uh, Jackson Smith and, and Jigba getting that, that catch. I mean, that was like the best. That was the highlight of the Cowboys weekend, it getting was. that. Yeah. Just gives them uh, a chance. It gives them a chance to stay in this thing and, you know. Yeah. yeah. But what well, do you I got? Gonna say, so I was just going to say um, I thought about, you know, the, last, the other day I called on Monday um, and I heard uh, some more stuff from Brian talking about, you know, I didn't really think about the uh, the hooker impact of that game because, you know, I was the one that called and said, like, I just wanted them to stack the box and just I – mean, and I guess we still could have. If, even if we lost, you know, going man on the outside and we just got beat, fine, whatever. But I do get that maybe they were – maybe Dan was a little hesitant to um, put more guys in the box because he had to kind of cover for not having hooker back there. Yeah. So play a little more coverage than he probably – maybe than he wanted to necessarily. So, again, like I said – Back then, stuff happens, but you know it's it's on to the next game. I did want to uh, I did want to say, you know, it is funny. I heard uh, Rob's call the other day, and you know, I know you love his calls, and you know, he always just says how he feels, which is fine. But I do think it's funny that we do forget last year. I looked it up because you know everyone's been saying, oh, you know, if we can't win on the road, how are we going to win on the road in the playoffs? Well, this team was four and four on the road last year. Yeah, and, and- yet. We won on the road in Tampa Bay, and we lost. I know, and that's no, I know we we lost, and there's no points for second place. But I think we all know if Pollard doesn't go down, we lose by seven to the Niners. It was a game, so it's like sure. I just think it's funny that like in this year we're three and four, but all of a sudden because we're three and four this year, oh, we definitely can't win on the road now. Like we just it's, right. it's the same thing last year. So. That's and that was my my point to the whole like, are you good team? Or are you bad team? Like. I, I I don't think they're they're a, they're not a good road team, but do they have the capability to go in there and win one time? We're not yeah. we're not you don't need to, this isn't four out of seven against the Lakers. This is one right. time. Go in there and do it. Yes, I do think that they're good enough to do that. I do. Yeah. When you it's, have it's, Micah Parsons on on your defense and and you've got CD Lamb and you've got Dak and you've got this offensive line, yeah, I think you can go and win a game. Yeah. San Francisco, whoever. 
we Ninered, we Ninered the Giants in 07. We were the Niners to the Giants. I know you've brought that up before. We were the Niners to the Giants, and they came in there and beat us. So, yeah. like, the whole, like, so that, that, by that logic, the whole, they beat us. You know, we beat them twice. They shouldn't be able to come into our building and beat us. It doesn't. It doesn't fly in the NFL. There's right. too many, and too many things that can happen in one exactly. game to, to go. This plus this means this. And it doesn't work that way. Right. Thanks for the call, Travis. I appreciate that. Good stuff. Hope I didn't cut you off there, but we got to keep it rolling. I will say this about that. You talking about the Giants? The Cowboys swept them in '07, and then they got hot. I'll argue all day long, obviously, and I've done it with Nate Newton several times about the about moral victories and all that. You can't tell me that the Giants in week 17 of that season or 18, it was the last game of the year, they lost to the Patriots who were undefeated, hadn't lost. They lost a very, very close game. I think it was like 38-35 or whatever. And they lost that game. And, and obviously the Patriots stayed undefeated. But the Giants, they took that right there and everyone was shocked. Like, wow, they almost beat the Patriots. They go into the playoffs. They win three games. Beat, they beat like Tampa, Dallas. Green Bay, and then go, and they they knocked off the Patriots in the Super Bowl. You can't tell me that that game didn't help them prepare. Moral victories is a thing; it really is, and and you know it, it, it happens. And so you know, but the point is, is the Cowboys are going to have to get something here. They're going to have to find it. Maybe it's a win against Miami. It's something to get them going. They get in that playoffs to get motivated enough to, or the confidence, whatever it is, they've got to be in the right frame of mind to go win these games. All right, Robbie in Florida is our next caller. What's up, Nick? How you doing? Sad that I missed Woody, man. I know. I'm sorry. I, I love this story about Michael Irvin coming into the, the DB's back room naked in his first season there. Hmm. Great. I'm sure you heard. I nope. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I remember. I've heard, I've heard a couple stories from Michael Irvin on Woody. One of them, not really for the air. So that one, uh, yeah, I do kind of vaguely remember that. You know, those kind of stories I try to block out. Um, but yeah, uh, what else? Way, you got? Very, very good. Very politically correct. Hey, I just wanted to talk to you real quick, though, man, and tell you Merry Christmas. Thanks you too. For you do. And uh, I think what we could have done against the Bills to win was the flea flicker that you always wanted. All day. I mean, I think it would have turned it around. It would have been something. You know how many times during a game, or maybe at least once or twice in a game, I'm thinking like this would be it. The first and 10 yeah. at the 35, you've been running the ball. These safeties are coming in. Anytime a safety yeah, goes yeah. out with an injury and another safety comes in, oh, I'm definitely doing it there. I'm doing it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run the ball. He's got to get, he's got to cheat up to get run support. Flea flicker. Yeah. Gone. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be a seventy-yard touchdown. It really doesn't. Oh. I mean, like you can you can run your guys deep, and then all of a sudden just stop them, and it's a twenty-five-yard catch, and then maybe he he gets a little bit more. It doesn't. You don't have to hit a home run with it, you know. I mean, I, if I can get a triple out of it, that's fine too. Yes, sir. Sorry, just a little moment. That's all we needed, brother. Yeah. Hey, I think the Miami game. I grew up down there. I think we're gonna whoop them, man. I don't think we're gonna crush them, but I think we're gonna win. I guess I should say. Which one? I, I mean, is it whipping them or crushing them or winning or what? I mean, <laughs> you're kind of all over the map there. I mean, like, I think we're going to out-physical them. I think the guys are a little upset about how... I see that. I see exactly what you're saying. I, I, I You know what? I, I'm joking with you because I, I'm the same way. I want to say that I think they're going to go up there and kick their ass, but I don't see a blowout, but I think right. that they will. You know, I think that they'll they'll go up there and beat them down. And, and we've seen games like that where... 
the score wasn't necessarily a blowout, but you know that Correct. they, you know, they got them. Sure. They got after sure. them. Yeah. yeah. Um, for sure. And that's what I think is going to happen. All right, man. I know you got other calls, man. Appreciate you taking my call. And Merry Christmas to you guys. You too. Thank you so much, uh, Robbie. Appreciate that. Let's see. We've got a text uh, question here. This is Chris in Georgia, by the way, of New York. So he's a New Yorker, but he's in Georgia. He says, why not play 11 in the middle? Micah Parsons, play him right in the middle against teams that run well. He's a linebacker, not a full-time defensive end, question mark. He can make more plays against the run from the mic. Um, don't hate that idea at all. Um, because what what happens is is that, I mean, team, quarterbacks now are obviously have to recognize where Micah is. And so, you know, you see it all the times they're pointing out where the, where the middle linebacker is. Uh, I, I do... I, I like putting him there, but the the issue with that is is that usually you've got your middle linebacker. Like I say this all the time, if you want to move a player around to different spots, well, obviously that other player or the other spot is getting moved as well. Can he do that? Does he have a role? Not everyone has the position flex that Micah Parsons has. So you want to move Micah to the middle for who? Demone? Where do you want to put Demone? I mean, on the outside or out on the bench? I mean, like. Like what are you going to do there? So that that's that's the key. Yes, you can move Micah around. The, the the reason why some defenses, you know, you've got some defenses that are really really good is they've got multiple guys that do different things. It's kind of like San Francisco on offense. Think about that. You know, if you want to move McCaffrey to wide receiver, okay, well then what? You're moving who off the field? Well, you don't have to. You move Debo to running back. Or, or whatever. I mean, you when you have versatile players that can do different things, that's what makes a really good defense. So I'm not saying they need another Micah Parsons, which would certainly be great if they did, but you you need position flex at different players. You know, you want to move Micah from the outside to the inside on the line. Well, who can go to the outside? Can Osa rush from out there? You know, what 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 is uh, Tank doing? You know, so that's that's always the, the problem is, is that Micah can move around all day long. But do they have the other guys that also can do that? All right, Josh in New Mexico is our next caller. Hey, how's it going, Nick? Good. What's up? Uh, you know, just another day waiting for that Miami game. But um, I think everybody needs to pick up their heads from this last loss. Everyone's going to have a rough game, and things aren't always going to go our way. I think they kind of got into their own head a little bit after they saw that they clinched the spot and the Bills are in kind of a rough position where they needed well, that win a little I, more. I don't think the team knew that, to be honest. I don't think they knew that. There was 15 scenarios. Scenario 5 fell into place right before kickoff. I don't think they knew that. I really don't. I mean, I think you're right about they just kind of weren't as hungry, but I don't think it was a playoff thing because getting into the playoffs is not the goal for this team. It's not. So... There's no champagne. There was no excitement about that. They expect to be in the playoffs. They, you know, now it's higher than that. They didn't play well because they didn't play well. Other reasons. You're right. It's just there's other reasons. It wasn't. I don't. McCarthy even said, "I didn't know until the reporter just asked him." So I don't think they knew that. But you're not wrong in that they had a bad game. They weren't as focused as they need to. I bet they get focused for this game. Yeah, I think so too. Um... I'm just a little worried about the Tyreek situation and also those running backs because Mostert has been a problem for a lot of defenses, and so is A-Chain now that he's back mm-hmm. off the injury. So I'm not sure what's going to happen there, if they're going to yeah. like load up the box a little more, if they're going to play more coverage. But we'll see what happens with that. Yeah. 
Yeah, it will be that. That'll be interesting. They got four guys that can just. I mean, I don't think they could they could qualify for the Olympics, but it would be pretty close. I mean, I, I really think if there was a relay race of like Mostert and and Achan and and uh, Tyree Kill and and Waddle, man, I mean that that would be that would be tough tough to beat. I don't even know who the Cowboys four guys would be. So uh, awesome. All right, appreciate that. Uh, one more. Let's go. One more caller here. Josh in New York. Hey Nick, how you doing? Good. How are you? Good, man. Have you listened to the show today? Are you still talking about the Buffalo game, or have you uh, banned banned the conversation going forward? Well, I mean, I, no, I don't think you're going to stop talking about it. I mean, you know, it, it's uh, no, I think you have to. It's it's the big old elephant in the room. It's still there. I mean, you can't move 100%. them. It's there until you get uh, get rid of them. Yeah, yeah. Couldn't agree more. I never never like to lose. I don't want to try to polish a turd, but. The team has always bounced back super strong from a loss. Always. And I think it's good that they get reminded that they got to figure out run defense. And I, li- I like Brian Broaddus the other day on the break saying that, you know, the offense is the defense against yeah. the run game. But uh, you got to be able to tackle these guys, man. I mean, you want to take down the Niners, McCaffrey's coming right at you. They saw the Bills tape. Uh, just, uh, I'm really curious to see if these next few games, if they don't uh, – Try to hammer down a little more and figure that out, but I don't know if you can just, you know, all right, fix all on your own. But no real questions, Josh, or anything, man. But Josh, like, yeah, favorite football yeah. movie? Football movie? Yeah, it's a, it's a toss-up between Waterboy <laughs> and The Longest Yard, the Adam Sandler remake. Uh, that killed me. So you you are but, an Adam Sandler fan for sure. Uh, I don't love all his movies. I think he got soft. Yeah, uh, but. Yeah. The stuff from like the Happy Gilmore Waterboy days. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm a hockey guy and a football guy. Big um, Daddy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Management. Who's for buff? Uh, okay. You know. Good. Good stuff. That's that's two for the Waterboy. <laughs> now I kind of with all the with Woodson being here, we kind of kind of lost the the theme of the of the week on that. And uh, like to do that. Like to have something kind of off the off the path a little bit. Fans can kind of call and chime in a little bit. I keep track of it during the week. We'll do it tomorrow, and then on Friday we'll we'll talk a little bit more about it we're gonna have uh josh rodriguez uh come in he's on uh he'll be on talking cowboys that day he'll just stay in and, and be on uh for a segment um on storyline right after that we'll talk he's a he's a movie guy for sure he's got his own podcast on that so we'll talk a little bit about about favorite football movies i've got some uh as well my 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 favorite movies with f- football start with an r so i mean i, I gotta i gotta break it down from that my, I think my three favorites all start with an R. So um, we'll we'll see if uh, we'll see what you guys think about that. But Waterboy Longest Yard, good ones right there. All right, that that's been a great show, Darren Woodson. Uh, thanks so much for for being on with us for the first half of the show. He said uh, he'll he'll join us as much as he can. So maybe we get we get him again uh, before we go to the playoffs. Uh, he, he's around. He's busy, but uh, it'll be great to talk. To, and you could just hear it in some of the callers' voices, just the excitement and the appreciation they have for him. That's It was awesome just, just to kind of hear that. All right, so for Chris Beam, Darren Woodson, I'm Nick Eatman. We will see you tomorrow on Cowboy Storyline. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!